So welcome, 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 so welcome, welcome to, to No Stupid Questions. Question. Hello, everybody. This week's welcome, welcome, welcome. It's for real. With T-Leak like, and Jag. Like a dungeon drag. What's up? No, no specific <laughs> order. I love No Stupid <laughs> Questions show. <laughs> Can we curse on the show? We can do whatever it's we feel. Okay. Tanya, your question for today. No. Raw, raw, like All right. Stupid. So, question. No stupid questions. No stupid questions. Welcome to this episode of... My first question is, who are you? No stupid questions. Hey, everybody. T-Leak here, hanging out with Jack. What's up, people? On the latest installment of the No Stupid Questions show, the show where you have two smart people and one stupid question, or so we thought. So hit them with the question, Jay. What is our right, stupid question of the day? Here's, here's the stupid question. Can black people disagree with each other and still be unified? So is this like, you know, can't we just all get along? Well, maybe a little different because <laughs> I don't know. I guess the famous phrase said by Rodney King, I think he was talking about more than just black people. Well, it, then, it, then it's an even better question. Can't we just all get along? Because I don't know if that's, that's true. Uh, can we disagree? Can we mm. disagree and still be unified? I think... Ooh, can we? Can I? Yes. Can I disagree with you? I think I can. Now, wait, let me, let me actually. Ah, hmm. It depends on what we disagree on. Oh. We, you know, we had our show last week about voting. Okay. And, you know, it's the, it's the, it's the what and the when. So at this moment in time, if we disagree on voting, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I don't know if I can stay unified with you. Okay. We okay. are not unified on that. Right. If we disagree about what flavor of ice cream is better, chocolate is the best, by the way, then... Butter pecan. Oh, you're so Southern with that. Southern. <laughs> to, to the core. <laughs> We could, I think we could still be unified. So it, it, uh, in the spirit of the question, I think we struggle. So I'm, I'm leaning towards no, when we disagree on major concepts, major strategies, and, and still be unified. And I think we need to figure out how to get past that. I don't know. Was that an answer? So, I don't know. Well, you know, I'm, I'm wondering. I mean, this is a stupid question, so th that means there's a whole bunch of different avenues we can take to get to an answer. So, if we disagree on some minutiae, what I heard you say is that we can be unified, no problem. But if we disagree on something material, then we can't be unified? What does that mean? For example, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X disagreed on the means and methods used to promote or to better the black race. Would okay. you say they were or were not unified? 
they were both focused on improving the black situation for black people in America. Mm. Now, when you ask it that way, that's interesting because my immediate response is no. My immediate response is, is, is from the outsider point of view, looking at, I have the same objective, but I got to pick. I can't do both. Then that's not unified. Okay. That's my immediate answer and rationale. What's All your right. what's your what's your answer to that? Were they unified? So when and I don't want to get into whether or not they truly had fundamentally different beliefs because I think a lot of that has been distorted. Uh agreed. Malcolm, I think, is unfairly characterized as a violent person. And mm-hmm. And I don't think that was true to his core. I think he believed in self-defense, but I don't think he believed in uh, perpetuating violence. And truth be told, I think Martin started to get a little frustrated. But anyway, keep going. <laughs> sure he did. I mean, you can't get beat on for too long without getting a little frustrated. But so, so to me, it's a question of, of means and methods. Oh, uh-oh, we're going to the end which, which, which is different from whether or not the end goal is the same. Agreed. Now, you can still have the same end goal and not be unified because you could undermine each other while still now, supposedly <laughs> pursuing the same goals. So I want to throw an interesting, uh, and I had heard this somewhere. It's, it, I don't remember what the quote was exactly. Um, it was basically a quote about the difference between consensus versus agreement. Have you heard okay. that quote before? I'm not sure which quote you're referring to. Well, I, I, I've only heard one. <laughs> but the, the, the difference in the consensus is, does everyone agree? Okay. And, and, and that's does everyone, but we can come to an agreement without everyone necessarily having consensus. Does that, does that make sense? Well, when you're talking about a group, then it makes sense. I mean, you may decide. Well, we're a group, aren't we? Yes. This question was phrased about a group of people. Yes. So you, you could decide to pursue a course of action that everyone doesn't agree with, but at the end of the day, everyone says I will support the group decision. It would be great if you can get consensus, but you know, anytime you have more than one person, <laughs> there's a it's chance. Hard to get, it's, it's, it's sometimes challenging to get consensus. Yeah, we try to get consensus on this show. Look where we get. <laughs> yeah, we can't even decide what the stupid question is sometimes. <laughs> but but let's let's go into why this question kind of popped up today. A celebrity, Ice Cube. Oh, I was about to say, is he going to remain nameless? Okay. No, he won't remain nameless. I mean, we can call his name. Okay. Um, is on record saying that he is open to voting for anyone who signs on to his plan. He's also on record saying that when he asked the two presidential candidates, the sitting president. His plan, by the way, called Contract with Black America? Contract with Black America. That's yes, right. okay. And he, he, he wanted to talk to both camps. And the president said, I will support and incorporate some of your plan into my plan for Black America. 
the vice president, the former vice president, who said, I will talk to you after the election. So Ice Cube is being drugged through the mud right now because people interpret that to mean that he's supporting Trump because Trump said he would incorporate some of the elements into his plan. So I applaud Ice Cube in his end goal, but his means and methods may be different than what I would employ. So can, are we unified or, or not? Are you unified with Ice Cube after this? You this know, I, 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 it, interesting. I, I think that to your point, it, it's, you could phrase the question that we asked in terms of, can you disagree with someone's means and methods and still be unified with their objective, right? Right. And, and I think that's, that's definitely possible. There are many ways to get to uh, an end goal, typically. Typically. <laughs> I'm not going to speak for, you know, try not to do absolutes here. And, um, and I, I think the interesting thing is asking this question specifically of Black people has to do with is it, is it more effective to pursue numerous means and methods to get to the end objective? Is it, is, or is, is it more effective for everybody to jump on, and as I mentioned before, not have consensus, but come to an agreement that this is what we're gonna do so that we can move the ball forward? And I feel like, that in itself is probably a stupid question <laughs> because there's pros and cons on both sides, right? I mean, I think there is something to us presenting a unified front in terms of this is how we are proceeding, including the means and the methods, not just this is what we're trying to, but I also think there's benefit in multiple runs at it, not one egg, you know, not all my eggs in one basket. Not one egg in one basket either, but not multiple eggs in one basket. Is it, is it <laughs> I'm trying to figure out my analogies here. So I, so what do you think about that? Well, so I, I guess a lot of thoughts ran through my mind. Um, oh my, try to file them. First of all, and I, I, hate, I hate to analyze this in war terms. Oh my. But Unfortunately, that's what popped into my head. And I'm not a military guy. My dad did fight in Vietnam and he's a proud Marine and has a whole bunch of stories. And maybe I got the stories from him. I don't know. But anyway, when pursuing a goal, it seems like a good idea sometimes to fight battles on many fronts. If indeed it was a war, if you only fought a war on one front, your likelihood of success would seem to be minimal. So in that light, I think there could be different means and methods and different people pursuing what they think is the best means to an end and they all be unified. Okay. But there's also the issue of sometimes the means and methods are actually detrimental to the overall cause. Okay. And Going back Agreed. to this Ice Cube example, I am completely on board with him when he says his aim is to improve the plight of Blacks in America. 
I'm 100% on board with that. Um, Let me go further. Okay. Uh, So I am on board with that. I am even on board with him saying, let's not, I don't remember the quote. It was something about, you don't vote for nothing, right? You need to have something that you're holding the politicians accountable. You're, You're not just saying just because you seem like a good guy. It's not about your personality. It's not about, this is about policy, right? And this is the policy that I'm pushing and this is the policy that I stand behind and as a result that my vote stands behind. So I actually agree with that as well. I think we need to have things in mind when we look at our candidates, uh, what do you call the platforms? Sorry, I lost that word. Platforms and, and, and so have an educated way in which we look at it and a way in which we, because we talked about this last time, how we come back to them after their term and say, did you do what I needed you to do? Or is there somebody else who is, has, you know, held you to the carpet and, and, and held your nose to the, to the grinds? Uh, I'm using too many analogies here. <laughs> that person said, you know, kind of bore you out and, and said that they are going to get what I want done. So that's that, I think, as, is where I would go even further to say I do agree with that way of, get, you know, making decisions about candidates in the uh, political process. Right. So, so we said, well, we are unified or we agree with him on. What I disagree with him on is putting forth a platform six months before an election, three months before an election, and suggesting that if a person signs on to that platform, we're to forget their history and if one signs on and the other one doesn't, we should vote for the one that signs on for it despite their history. Um, to me, that is a very short-sighted and problematic. So I'm not unified with him on, on that stance. I think we have two candidates and neither one of them are what I would design a candidate for Black America to be. But we have a choice between two people. And I think one has shown us that they are very detrimental and will say anything to get what they want. And I think in this particular case, they're placating Ice Cube to get what they want, which is more black people to vote for them. Well, and let's, let's even to broaden it, you know, because I think that many people will say that, you know, that's a statement about, like you said, it's based on the, the, the current occupant of the White House. But when you look at the timing, to your point, if Biden loses, what, so him saying that he's going to wait until after the election makes sense to me. Um, if he was in office, I would assume he'd be like, okay, let's, let's you know, talk about this or whatever. I just feel like the the way in which our our system of winning and voting and all of that is is done i don't know that anybody would just not say what they think is going to get them you know through the next at this point five six weeks so so now yes is it you know there are certain things about the the to your point the person that has said they're bought in that 
the, his commitments mean seem to mean you know very little um i don't know that a lot of them have been promises made and kept but i i you know i just again i i sort of i agree with you i think in terms of that now let me ask this question because i think this is part of it right it, the disagreement especially for black folks and this whole i i talked about it earlier which is this unified front if we criticize because we disagree, if we criticize and demonstrate our disagreement openly in these mm -hmm. forums and social media, et cetera, is that airing our dirty laundry? Is that not supporting one another? And in that case, are we not unified? Because I, you know, that's what I hear people saying is that, well, he's doing something, so don't dog a brother for, for, for trying. To your point of, there are certain things about it that, hey, yes good for you because we need something right um so at what point does criticizing him to your point where does this fall in are, are we on a front that is actually going to harm us more i don't know when we have something out there i think it's it's beneficial it, it gives people to be honest it, and maybe i'm answering my own question it gives people something to to work from Right. So there is a positive in that. Right. So where do you take that next? Right. Well, I mean, you, first of all, if the question is, can we criticize openly for others to see, um, friends, enemies, or otherwise, then, you know, that is a very good question. If, if indeed, going back to war as an analogy, if you believe you have an enemy out there, then it's best not to let the enemy know what you're thinking. Yeah. Unfortunately, the world we live in now, with blacks in America, uh, I, I hope we're not at war. I hope we don't have an, an enemy in that stronger sense because we don't treat it like, we don't treat it like that. Uh, I don't want to treat, I don't want to have to treat it like that. Um, mm, that's, that's a good point. But we definitely don't strategize and keep our communication secret. And that's not, that's not the system in which we're working under. So Ice Cube was very out and open with what he wanted to do. I think he has to expect that people would be out and open with either their criticism or their support of them. It's just the world we're living in. So with that in mind, and and you know again going back to we've we've done a, a show uh, check the archives about the sense of community. So when we talk about being unified, it to your point that we've talked about in the past is is there that this is there's a fundamental assumption that disagreeing you know ruins something that exists. Mm -hmm. And are we unified as, as it stands? And is there something to tear asunder? <laughs> is there a union that can be torn asunder? And, and I would, I'm pretty sure, I, I might have to go back to where I was at that moment in time, but I'm pretty sure I do, my observation is that we have lost that sense of community. So I think that that fuels often what you see in terms of what people 
sort of air publicly, right? Is we don't have a sense of community, we have a sense of self-preservation. It's very much about how do I preserve my image, my reputation, my, you know, there is not this sense of us all being in it together. We've lost that. So I think that creates, sets up a situation where, to be honest, the means and methods, to use your words, of disagreement are not to preserve the union. Because we're not in, we, we're not unified to start from. So that, that helps me answer the question, by the way. I'm, I'm talking my way into an answer. <laughs> so I think that's why disagreement does not, we can't still be unified because we, we aren't really unified to begin with. And that is an issue in itself to be able to achieve our ultimate goal, which is of course, to improve our lives and the lives of everyone in our black community. That sounds like that's your goal, but you just said we weren't unified. So yeah, it, thinking along those lines other than you. There's others. <laughs> Were you, are, you, are you hoping? Are you, are you, you already are you, said you already said you were with me. Well, but is that a hope that there's others, or do you do you truly believe? No, it? no, no, no. I know there's others. Okay. But I also know that there are other others, those who are not <laughs> concerned about us in community, and are more concerned about what's going to happen to their stuff, and how does this affect them personally. And their families. I mean, I think they have the micro community, but right. you're not thinking of the larger, the, the bigger picture ultimately, which is, you know, what affects, I, I think there was a, a comment uh, that I heard in, in the video that was talking about how there was a black person who responded to a question about Black Lives Matter to say, well, I've never experienced racism like that, so I can't comment. But if you know that other people are experiencing that, right? If you know that that could happen to you, you got to be, you got to be a part of the solution. So with that, I think that that therein lies the biggest issue that does not allow us to remain unified when we disagree, because we're coming from such a scattered place that, you know, there's still some that think of us as a community. Right okay, here. I, well, hopefully, hopefully I'm, I'm, I'm in that group. But let me ask you this. Are you familiar with, oh, where am I going with this? Are you familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Oh, that takes me back. I haven't looked at that in a long time. I am familiar. Okay. So, so let me yes, I briefly, yes. let, let me just briefly describe the pyramid. At the base of the pyramid is physiological needs, that okay. being food, water, warmth, and rest. Right above that is safety needs, security and safety. Yep. Above that is belongingness and love needs, intimate relationships and friends. Above that is esteem needs, prestige, feeling of accomplishment, and then self-actualization, achieving one's full potential, including creative activities. So I guess I brought that up because I believe Black America in particular is still focused on, unfortunately, its physiological needs. Is still focused on having enough food, enough water, enough warmth, and enough rest. You know, as you're doing better, 
whatever better means. You move up that, that hierarchy of needs. But it's very hard for people to think communal, communally or as a community if they're struggling with the very basic needs. So it's not so, surprising to me that you don't feel like, because I'm wondering when the time was where you felt like we were a community, but it's not surprising to me that you feel like there's a lack of sense of community within Black America, because I think we're, we're, we're still fighting for those base level needs. It so, makes it hard to focus on the community. And, and I mean, that, that works. And I think, you know, this is a, for those who don't know, you know, Maslow's a psychologist and it was talking about people's motivation by those five categories in order. And so I think what's interesting is, and you know, some of my work with, with women and health and, and how I don't think that a lot of women's needs, actually good word, um, is incorporated into the, the healthcare system as it stands today. Now, what's interesting about black folks and our hierarchy of needs, as I look at this hierarchy, you've got, yes, the physiological needs, which of course we all need air, water, food, et cetera, shelter. Safety needs, employment, you know, health, property. Um, Police protecting you? Well, let's, let's see again, <laughs> what is the black so, pyramid? What does the black well, hierarchy look like? Well, I think but, the but needs are the same, but, but the problem is we're breaking down at a very small, at a very basic level. Well, but, but on top of that is love and belonging first and then esteem second. But can you feel love and belonging if you, beyond your, your immediate sort of family, your true family, right? Do you have love and belonging in a community sense, a sense of connection with community if we don't have esteem, mm. in particular for black folks, because you have to understand obviously our history and where we come from. And there's a psychologist, Umar, I believe his name is Umar. He talks about this idea that he has, um, his thing is unapologetically African, right? Because what he saw as a psychologist was this lack of esteem that we had that really made us hate ourselves. And as a result, you're gonna hate the people that look like you and the people that are around you, right? And that also informs how we disagree, right? We disagree kind of with that, that, that context of, I wanna throw, you know, mud at, at sling mud at, at this person because I don't, I don't like them. They reflect me, but I don't like me. You know, and I know that's hard for a lot of people to hear that, you know, you're like, I love myself, I love myself. But there is, there is some deep-seated, internalized perceptions that I think we deal with that are not positive as far as our esteem for one another. Well, that's I, don't interesting. That's where, I don't know if that's where you were going with that, but that's know, what came but you to took, me. You took it there. So, <laughs> but your questions in there seem to be, can we have belongingness and love needs can we satisfy those without satisfying the esteem needs first? You know, and I think part of the history of Black America is that we've tried to get that esteem need before we got the belongingness and love needs satisfied. That whole fake it till you make it 
is is to hmm. me a, I don't know if I agree with that. Okay, well that's why we're talking on this show. <laughs> that whole fake it till you make it thing to me is a esteem thing. And a lot of that is rooted in the fact that there is a void in, in my opinion, the belongingness and love needs. So I'm going to suggest that they're at the same level. Okay. Because when you don't have esteem, that self-hate or hate for those around you translates into what we see in terms of domestic abuse, what we see in terms of, so to me, it creates a cycle. And so I feel like they're at the same level. It's almost like what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Because lack of esteem will lead to a, a disruption in this family, right? This, this concept of love and belonging. And similarly, lack of love and belonging does affect esteem. So I'm not sure if they should be in, in a hierarchy. I'm thinking that they feed off of one another and, and really that you can't say that they both need to be built up at the same time. And they, they may, and I'm trying to think because of, you know, his, his intent was motivation. Right. This um, I, yeah. You know, they seem inextricable to me. I think that you're motivated by your love and belonging, especially when you talk about belonging to the community of black folks, when you have that self-esteem, especially as a, as I'll use his term, unapologetic African. Okay. Okay. So we might have to have a different pyramid for. Which would not be, would not be crazy, right? Would I mean, not be crazy. So, uh, you know, just to take us totally off, right? There is a. We're not uh, totally off already? I, yeah, probably. But this is way, <laughs> is way the hell off. Okay. Okay. There's, there is, you know, the, the organization Old Ways that I work with, they have an African heritage pyramid. They have an Asian American heritage pyramid. They have a. So it, this is it, a nutrition based pyramid. This is a nutrition based pyramid that is very different for various people from different ethnic backgrounds. And so I, I do think that given our experiences, you know, especially I'm sure, you know, there's some psychologists who would agree with me, there are certain things that become more important to us based on our experiences and experiences of, you know, and we, we've talked about this before. I don't know if we agree on this one in terms of that, that body memory and that emotional memory, but yeah. Yeah. I, I, I guess, I, I mean, you're suggesting that passes through the DNA. So it's not, okay, we're not going to, we're not going to go there, but I'm just going to say, if you watch your parents, because I think I learned my, love for the black community from my parents right without a doubt they they felt that i think this next generation didn't experience the things that we experienced in terms of or that that our parents sort of directly relate to us so i think they are less they're they're getting less of a sort of upbringing in that community sense than i think we did coming up so so i think that has changed with the the sort of distance from that really, really, really important time, because at a certain time, love and belonging actually played into safety needs for us. Oh, I'm on a roll now with my new pyramid. Okay. <laughs> Do you, you know what I'm saying? I mean, we had to protect one another, because to be honest, 
your protection was my protection. And it was much more tightly linked than it is now. Now it can be sort of, you know, every man for himself or woman for herself. So can you disagree and be unified? Uh, I, don't think I, believe, I believe the I question think... that you asked is, can black people? Well, when I say you, I, I, oh, oh, don't I, I, I meant black people. Can black people be, can black people disagree and be unified? No. No. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I depress you? A that little bit. That came out of nowhere. A little so bit wait, because. Oh, wait, what's your, your answer the, was yes. My answer was yes. And of course, maybe I was trying to parse the question. And, wait, wait, I'm going to yeah. throw this back at you. Okay. If it was, should Black people be able to disagree and be unified, I would say yes. Can, I got to change. Well, then. You know you love that shit. That, that troubles, yeah. I'm going to leave that shit alone <laughs> right there. But, but, but that troubles me a little bit because then will we ever be unified? Because to ask for black people to all agree is a tall order. So we can agree to disagree. <laughs> so we can agree not to be unified. And, being. And, <laughs> well, you know what? Some people have done that, right? I think that the, the key thing for us at this point is to, one, just like any other problem, right? You got to acknowledge the problem exists. Okay. And then we can start working on it and we can change that answer that I have. But I would say currently with the lack of our sense of community, we can't, we cannot disagree and stay unified, but that's because we aren't unified from the jump. So it, it is, it's difficult to rip apart something that is not it's, it's not a it's not together joined anyway. anyway wow i mean i hate to that's my i'm i guess i'm, I'm yeah, kind of so yeah, i'm completely depressed now because... <laughs> and now that we know i think that there are things that we can do to become more unified and we've talked about them on other shows okay um, you're going to recap some of them <laughs> we can we can pepper them in together. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I'm trying to reach for them now as we speak. Um, but I was I'm, I'm still depressed, so I got to get over this a little <laughs> bit. I'm gonna bounce back. It don't take long. Um, oh, I'm so glad. But you hit first. <laughs> <laughs> we have also had a show about economic empowerment versus civil rights. Right. And one one thing we've talked about is that we need to get our economic house in order. And we, I mean, black folks and support one another economically. And I think that that is the first way. In, and that to me is definitely one of those things that builds upon itself, right? I think it builds upon all of those needs, actually all five needs when we are supporting one another, because it's giving us esteem by, you know, seeing each other be successful. It's so, so that to me is, is primary because it also begins to, to knock down the, the wall that we have that has prevented us from really having the economic power that we need in order to, to really have a seat at the table in a lot of these civil discussions. So that, that would be 
topping my list is supporting one another economically. And I'm not saying, you know, give your cousin $50. I'm saying, you know, use some of these black business directories that are out there. There's a number of them. You could probably look up black business directory. I know that there are, there's this one professor of finance who has started another. So there's, there's a number out there. So really seek out ways in which you can support businesses and, and for your daily needs, right? You know, find the people that are selling your soap, <laughs> your, you know, the things that you really spend money on frequently and, and ultimately, you know, kind of a, in, in large quantities. So that would be my number one. Are you out of your funk yet? Do you want to add? Um, no, I'm gonna have to let you keep going. <laughs> All right. I, I, I think that you can take a, a role in, I, I won't even say a role because I think that takes it too far for some people who are not interested, but I think that coming together with others around be, the, be it economic or civil discourse is important. So us, it's ultimately us practicing disagreeing without, it's, it's, it's having actual open discourse. So challenge yourself to have a conversation with someone about something that, you know, is a topic that you feel very passionately about and get their point of view without trying to convince them, influence them, you know, change them. Mm -hmm. but really have an open discourse. And the more the merrier, if you can do that in groups, I think that creates a sense of openness and connection and community that, that I think, you know, we suffer from. We don't, you know, it's interesting because we, we share some things, but then the things that we don't share, which we use those as sort of dividing lines. And so what I'd like to see is that we, even within the, the Blacks, the Black you know, kind of community embrace our diversity because we know that we're diverse, right? We, we right. constantly sort of harp on the fact that we're not a monolithic group, blah, blah, blah. We've got different, but there are a lot of similarities and a lot of things that we, we can do together to meet our needs. And so I think having some discourse around that and really encouraging that discourse is, is something that we need to do to practice being in conversation in a healthy way. I like it. I like it. So no, I'm sure psychologists would love that too. I think we need to focus on bringing back a legacy of achievement. Oh. You know, it, it's, it was a unfortunate phrase that we've all heard. You have to be twice as good to go half as far. Oh, um, look at you. You know, no one's happy about the half as far part, but the twice as good, I think was a battle cry for a long time in the black community. Uh, with kids going through school and, and, and pursuing their careers or wh whatever their pursuits were. You know, I don't want to put any undue pressure on anyone because it's not fair to say you have to be twice as good to go half as far. But what it is, what it did make people do was work hard and pursue their goals. Mm. Um, we now get to this point where the little black kid, the little smart kid in school gets teased for being a bookworm or a nerd. We need to eradicate that. Uh, we need to applaud the kids that do well in school or in sports or whatever their pursuits are and encourage everyone to try their hardest to achieve. So I think we, we, we have to focus on creating a legacy of achievement. And, and we have one. And, and so I think the, the additional thing that what I would add to that 
is, and this was in Ice Cube's plan, is some stuff around curriculum and teaching Black history. I think we, we did a show about our experiences with Black History Month back in the day and how it's, it's not as consistent as it used to be. Right. And I think it did contribute to our sense of community because we really did develop that esteem, right? From, from, from being aware of the achievements of our folks like us. Right. Um, so I feel like our kids don't get that as much anymore. They don't focus on that. To be honest, from a curriculum perspective, I don't think white kids get that. Now, again, we're not talking about kind of the, the, the whole spectrum. We're talking about, you know, the black community. But I do think that it is really important that our children receive an education that includes black history, black achievements, and really allows, enables them to develop that, that sense of, of pride and uh, an esteem that comes with that. So to your point, I think that leads to creating that legacy uh, because they feel as if they're continuing it and it is, right. it, it, it is a responsibility. Right, right. And it's definitely not an anomaly. It's something, something we've always done and something we will continue to do is, is achieve and yes. do great things. The last one is a little, at least the last one I wanted to talk about is a little harder to, harder to attack um, because it is a deep-rooted problem in the Black community. But we have to bring respect back for, for one another. Mm. You know, in our entertainment, in our relationships, we really need to, to take care of and respect one another and uplift as opposed to, to bring each other down. You know, we talked about music and the images that music perpetuates. It's detrimental sometimes. So we need, we need, to, try to, we need to try to fix that. And, and hopefully people in those positions will take a, will, will see their, the role that they play and, and change some of the images that they perpetuate. You know, black men and women, we got to do better by each other. Black men need to take care of black women. Oh, we're going to get a lot of feedback on this show. <laughs> and, and, and black women need to take care of black men. Some people, we're in this together. And the only way we're going to get out of this is, is, is to work together. I think that is, a, that is, that is the, the feather in the cap. I think that would go a long way towards, with, with those as our, that's our plan. <laughs> right. <laughs> to develop a greater sense of community within the black community and and really enable us to jump on board to disagree but to be unified in in that sense of community i think those are those are our our first steps and so jag and i encourage you to take one at least one as soon as possible and and start us down the path to unity and Victory. No, I'm just joking. I don't know what that looks like. <laughs> okay. So is that a wrap? I think that's a wrap. No stupid questions. No stupid questions. Thank you, everybody. You can ask any question that you want or don't ask no stupid ass questions. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>